Hi again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to LJN Radio, specifically the podcast Classroom to Boardroom, where we examine the challenging transition from college to your career. Well, this episode features some insight into why it seems so many students are inadequately prepared to jump into the workforce. And to discuss some of these points, we have Jim Rovira on the phone. Jim is an associate professor of English at Tiffin University in Ohio, and he brings his unique perspective to us today. Jim, thanks for joining the show. Thank you for having me. My initial question really is kind of twofold. One, do you personally believe that most college students are ill-prepared to enter the workforce? And two, do you believe that students feel the same way? Okay, as far as I'm concerned, businesses have the right to say whether or not most college students are or are not prepared to enter the workforce. The answers that businesses have been providing have been somewhat more toward the negative side. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not students feel that way really depends on the institution and the student. Of course, a higher performing student is going to feel more prepared than a lower performing student. And some students just tend to lack confidence regardless of their ability. Okay. I think if a student lacks confidence, a highly capable student is lacking confidence, I think what they need are, is experience. Sure. To know that their education is serving them. So maybe that, that's usually in the form of internships and, and other types of work experience. But businesses seem to have been answering that question negatively in surveys. Okay. Now, in terms of the classes, you know, a lot of times that's sort of, as you brought up there, if you get those internships or some sort of job shadowing where you're actually in the, you know, seeing what goes on in the real world, so to speak, is that where you see a big disconnect between the classes and the real world application? Um, you had mentioned some things in a post I had read about evaluations and how grades play a factor. So what do you see as being a potential issue with classes versus that real world experience? I'm actually not concerned about the content of classes. It really depends on what the area the student is going into and what they major in. Okay. Obviously, if they, they try to major in one thing and go into another, their classes aren't going to help them a lot. Mm -hmm. My impression from many people in the private sector when they say that students aren't prepared, it's because they lack basic skills. Really? Yeah. It's like they, they can't write well. They, they maybe are given some social media assignments and they post some things that are badly written hmm. and publicly visible and kind of embarrassing. <laughs> maybe they lack oral communication skills and maybe they, they lack skills working in a group environment. I think most employers understand that any college graduate is going to need some job training. Sure. But they shouldn't need to be taught how to write. They shouldn't have to be taught how to use Word or Excel and how to speak in front of a group. Mm -hmm. Those skills rate very highly in employer surveys. Right. Now, the thing is, if you're writing papers for your classes, then you're, you're going to have to use Word. If you're doing quantitative analysis, you're going to have to use Excel. Mm -hmm. And your college classes should prepare you for that. Now, if you're in a major where you don't have to write papers, or you write very few, or if the only papers you write are in your English and history classes, that's a real problem. Sure. You might want to try a different school, okay, <laughs> or change majors. <laughs> right. But, but you, you know, you're not going to develop the skills that employers expect you to have walking in. Right. You know, it's, not, it's not uncommon for employers to provide basic math and, and reading and writing tests to, to applicants, and you need to do very well on those if you want to get a job. Right. So those kind of those basic skills that you mentioned obviously would uh, speak to the student's employability moving forward. Would you say that 
maybe sometimes we're not focusing on the right characteristics in these classes and maybe not just the basic writing and word, but just general communication versus here's all this content that we want you to learn. I mean, is there a balance there that we're missing somehow? Well, the thing is, you don't have to get everything in every class. Right. You should get some of everything in all of your classes together. The curriculum needs to be structured so that it hits all the bases. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to worry about hitting them all in any individual class. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm pretty sure like a business major is going to get most of the content that they need. And employers do want students who are educated in certain fields to be able to work in those fields. To not be completely lost when they show up. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they do care about the content of your education as well. But what really shocks them is when you can't write well. <laughs> and you know, if you have to write a cover letter and you can't write well, you're just not going to get a job. Right, right. And once you're there, you, you won't advance if you do get a job. And if you can't speak well, you know, you, there's, there's going to be a ceiling on how far you can go. Whatever you do, whatever you major in, you got to think about you know, what you want to do and how well that major will serve you. And you have to think about sounding like you graduated from college when you graduate from college. <laughs> Understand? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, need to, you need to be able to sound like a college grad. And I think that's what's really shocking employers. Along those same lines, in the article you wrote, you had mentioned the issue of integrating subjects, that it's just not happening enough across you know, disciplines and whatnot. Right. But why do you think that doesn't occur? And why do you see it as being so valuable for schools to do this for their students? It's valuable because different departments will emphasize the development of different skills, Mm -hmm. and no one will develop everything. If your English classes are going to really help you with your reading and writing skills, they'll help you with analysis, but they won't help you with with quantitative analysis so Mm -hmm. much. And math and statistics and science are going to help you with with quantitative analysis and develop a different kind of of reading skill and, and a different kind of writing skill. I think it doesn't happen enough because colleges and universities are departmentalized. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own turf. Everyone wants students to take more of their classes. And to add a class in one area means to take a class away from another. So it's kind of a zero-sum game. Sure. And that means people are fighting over basically their students' attention. Now, in one area we've uh, been talking about uh, with some guests and some articles we've read as well is the idea of grades in general. Of course, as a student, you're striving to get those good grades in most cases. And then we hear from different employers whether or not that really matters, what that can say. Do you have a certain perspective on that based on maybe people you've talked with or your own opinion on how important grades are when you're talking about entering the real world? Let me take a step back. Sure. I actually worked in college admissions as a graduate student. And part of our, our review of, of applications from high school students Well, that includes your GPA, but that's actually not the most important thing. It's not just what your GPA is, but what your GPA is from which high school. Right, right. So uh, a 3.4 might mean more at one high school than a 4.0 at another. Mm -hmm. One of the problems we have in higher ed is that we're relying more and more on adjunct instructors. Some people say up to 70% of a college or university's courses might be taught by adjuncts. And adjuncts are on semester-by-semester contracts. They're evaluated typically only on the basis of course evaluations written by students. Mm-hmm. And study after study has demonstrated that student course evaluations are highly influenced by the grades they receive. So that puts pressure on adjunct instructors to inflate grades. Mm. And that means that employers are in the same position as, as a college admissions officer. They, they don't know that they can trust the GPA when everyone has a 3.8 or a 3.7 or a 4.0. Right, right. 
what they have to look at then is the name brand on the degree, the reputation of the program. Grades matter in that if they're low, you're going to stand out negatively. Okay. But if they're high, no one's going to know if they can trust that. Mm-hmm. So it's what you can really do that matters. Sure. You know, it's how well you've actually developed. I would encourage any college student to work on actually developing their skills. And that means doing the reading, doing the writing. Maybe a little bit along those lines, um, and again, you had mentioned this in an article that I had seen from you, is this idea of not necessarily unemployment or being unable to get a job, but underemployment. And you know, we're seeing that across the board, not just for recent college graduates. Is there anything that can be done about that, or is that simply where we're at right now? Yeah, that's. I think that's <laughs> where we are economically right now. Okay. I don't, I, there's nothing that colleges and universities, very little that they can do about that except for prepare their, their students as best as they can mm-hmm. for the job market that's out there. If you're worried about underemployment, you just have to be very careful about what field you choose to go into. So uh, a person with a degree in chemical engineering is probably not going to be underemployed, Mm -hmm. but business majors and English majors are going to have a harder time Sure, because there's so, you know, there's so many business majors out there. I think there's probably more business majors out there than any other major right now. I need to check. There are very high percentage of students are graduating with business majors now. So how are you going to stand out if that's the area you go into? That's the question you have to ask yourself. How are you going to make yourself stand out in this market? And the problem with underemployment isn't going to get better until the economy gets better. Mm -hmm. What that really means, though, is that jobs that would normally go to high school students are not going to go to college grads. So on the one hand, you get this college degree to do work you don't need the college degree to do. But on the other hand, (laughs) if you don't have the college degree, you can't get it. Right. So that just makes things even worse for people with just a high school education. Yeah, those are definitely some fair points. And uh, I I didn't assume there'd be some magic elixir for the colleges to uh, bypass nah. the underemployment side of things. I had to ask, you know, but I think you do bring up a couple of good points there. All I would say that students can do is improve their chances with internships and do more than one. Well, that does bring me to the final question here that I wanted to ask you. Obviously, it'd be difficult for colleges and universities to make a lot of these wide-scale adjustments, at least in the short term. Maybe down the road, it's something that happens. But what could the current students be doing to really improve their employability, make sure that they are seen as valuable to organizations? And I know you touched on a couple of those a little bit, but maybe just some final pieces of advice for our listeners. This first one's going to sound a little crazy, given everything else I've said. But I would say the first and most important thing is major in something that you love because you want to dedicate yourself to your studies. That is what is going to develop you mentally and socially the most and prepare you the best for the job market. Now, the problem is what you love may not be something that's easily recognizable to an employer. The fact is, and this is going to be surprising, historically, English majors get the score the highest on overall GRE graduate records examination, what you take to get into grad school, Mm -hmm. because we have to read and write so much, we develop critical thinking skills. Now, the thing is, employers don't know what to do with English majors often, (laughs) but they have all these skills. So the second thing I would say is minor in something that's recognizable to employers. Mm -hmm. So if what you love is reading and writing and you choose to get a degree in English or history or philosophy, get a minor in something like uh, business or public relations or uh, learn a programming language and learn web technologies. Do something that the market needs to in in the form of a minor. And the third thing I would say is definitely get internships. Right. Don't just do one. I mean, my current institution requires everyone to either do one or do a senior project, but I would tell everyone to try and do at least two and get good recommendation letters from them. 
but do a good job when you get there. And those are the things that will give you the edge as a college graduate in the market. Well, Jim, I think some uh, good pieces of advice there. I particularly like the idea, as you said, minoring in some recognizable areas if your major isn't quite uh, so easy to slide into an actual position. But we do appreciate all your insight today. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for talking. Once again, that is Jim Rovira. He is an associate professor of English at Tiffin University in Ohio. And again, we've been talking about maybe some of the ways that students coming out of college are a little bit unprepared for the real world. But hey, you never know. You may be able to use these tips to help you out moving forward. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at LJN Radio, you can shoot us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. Take care.